Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java Junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, Marcus Chen. But it would also be easy to assume that someone who clearly had and has the Midas touch in sales never experienced imposter syndrome. Was that the case? Oh, it happens all the time. All the time. Especially early on, before you are able to achieve tangible results, it hits you hard. You're like, oh, man, can I actually do this? And it's, does it hit me today? Even Absolutely. It still does, right? Especially in the world of comparison where you see a highlight reel on social media, it hits everybody. But what I've learned, oftentimes the posture really exists in our own mind. Like the hardest territory to manage is right between our ears. And we're our own harshest critic. And imposter syndrome early on hit me a lot more. But once I started compounding wins, it's a lot less. Does it still hit me? Absolutely, right? Just like anybody else. But the key is this. I found the best way to overcome imposter syndrome is, number one, you position yourself as most likely to win that situation. What can you control? How can you prepare? How can you out-prepare anything, right? Like, for example, if you have never gone camping before, you might feel like an imposter going camping trying to figure it all out. Or you do your research, you get all the right equipment, and you best position yourself to have the best possible camping experience. As for any role you are in, how can you best position yourself to increase your win rate to increase your highest chances of success in whatever role? And then once you are in that, once you have that plan, once you have all things in place, take massive action. You gotta take action. Like you can't just sit around just hoping that it's gonna come to fruition. You have to take action because when you take action, then you get market feedback and you get some sort of result from it. When you get that feedback, you hit the feedback loop, then you analyze that results. What went really well? What can I keep doing? What did not go well? What can I eliminate, change, or tweak to get a better desired result? And then you go again. Life is really by A-B testing. If you want to overcome imposter syndrome, you have to constantly be testing and executing. And once you realize, even if you have fear, action cures that fear. So when you take that action, it makes the fear go away because now you get a result from it. Whether it's good or bad, now you'll know and you can react accordingly based on what you see. 
So Marcus, let's talk about what you're doing now in the company that you founded. I want to say, well, you went all in in September 2019. But when did you actually start up your business as a side hustle? Yeah. So what's interesting is in 2015, at this point, I've been in my corporate career having pretty good success. And I had a lot of people, they kept asking me, hey, Marcus, you should write a book. 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 Like, how do you get promoted so many times? How do you like, how do you have a so-and-so minus touch? How are you just winning, et cetera? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just a regular guy. Like, I don't know. I like, just try hard. I fail a lot, make mistakes. just like anybody else. And at that point, I'm like, hmm, maybe I should write a book. So I didn't want to write a physical book. I want to write an ebook first because I was starting to become a popular thing. I'm like, if I could write an ebook, I could just sell it online. It's just fun. So I learned how to write an ebook, how to self-distribute and automate it all. And I just started selling online. And I remember when I launched it, just a very small list of people, I woke up and made $9. And I'm like, wow, some random stranger paid me $9. It was just like, a, it was just the weirdest thing. I'm like, I'm so used to having a conversation with someone before money's exchanged with us in the restaurant or anywhere else. I'm like, this is weird. But I realized there was potential to build an online business. And I started thinking, okay, what else do people ask me about? And I realized a really common question was about B2B sales. A lot of common questions about B2B sales, right? So I'm like, hmm. How can I build something to teach people stuff, right? At the time, online courses were just starting to get popular. Like they're super popular now, but at the time they were like pretty new still. So I took me a couple of years to build up. I was still like working 80 hours a week. I was traveling nonstop. I just got promoted. I mean, I was in hotel room at least 100 nights a year and we just had a baby. So I'm like, okay, you know what? At this point, I'm going to go and I'm going to build something out. This is about 2017 when I started to build. I'm like, I'm going to build an online course. In my free time, I started building and recording an online course for B2B sales. Something that I could have given myself when I started in B2B sales. Something that would have given me the step-by-step blueprint to success. So I remember taking two years to build out. I did a really soft launch in January 2019, and I woke up and made $2,000 overnight. And I'm like, whoa. Better than $9. Yeah, right. Because at this point, when you're earning a very, very high multiple six figures, it's really hard to leave that for $9 in ebook. So I'm like, hmm. I could scale this bad boy, right? But more importantly, I can serve people at a higher level. Like now I can truly impact more people because at this point, I had a great career, big team. I had over 100 plus employees. They're over multiple states and we're doing tons of revenue. Now, that was all really cool and stuff, but I was limited to my impact to the company. I'm like, if I want to serve more people in other countries, I have to do it on my, on my own terms. So I started planning out, you know, basically how I would basically leave corporate America. So number one, I had what's called a Presence Club trip, which is a free awards trip for the top performers, a five-star resort. I wanted my free trip. That was in August, right? So I wanted that. And then there's also a bunch of stock I was going to invest as well. So I wanted my stock. I was, was going to invest. And I knew there'd be an earnings call in September that'll make the price go up with the stock. And that was the best time to cash out. So I'm like, okay. So I timed it all out. Nine months later, boom, September 2019, I cashed out my stock, had my trip. Boom, I rolled out and started my business overnight. And we've been going now for about 20 plus, maybe 21 months now. It's been an absolutely amazing journey. But just like anything else, there's ups and there's downs, just like anything else. And the key is, even when the, when the downs come, you keep going. You just keep on going. And that's how eventually, if you don't give up, eventually you're going to have success if you are going the right direction. I know you've talked about how the fear of failure has motivated you your entire life. Why is that? And you actually had a post 
recently on LinkedIn in which you said you started to get maybe a little bit of cold feet that you had jumped in full force into Venley Consulting and left that Fortune 500 company. Yeah. So fear of failure is something that's always been inside me, right? And I think I think it's because I grew up really poor. My parents were Chinese immigrants that came over to America and they had absolutely nothing, right? So my dad was escaping the cultural revolution, very, very poor, coming to America, having a Chinese restaurant, trying to support a couple of young kids. We had no money. And I remember growing up just in that environment, like ramen was a luxury. I remember literally like I would fear being homeless. I literally remember walking to my parents' restaurant on a Saturday morning after someone had broken in overnight and stole money out of the till. And I remember thinking to myself, this is it. Like I'm like six, seven years old. This is it. The restaurant's going under. We're we're screwed. Like we're going to have to go like. Go like go live in the woods somewhere. I was reading these books. I'm like, about kids living in the woods. I'm like, I'm gonna be a boxcar child now. I'm gonna find a boxcar somewhere, live in, live out in the woods somewhere, and we're gonna survive. So there was this fear of instability, a fear of not having security. So as I grew up, I started to realize I can control the controllables, and I remember vowing to myself to never let myself be in a position where I ever had to worry about money. And I remember being. 19 years old with my dad, we would work all week. And we, I mean, it was a festival where we would work really like, you know, we wake up at six in the morning and we get done at around one or two in the morning on a festival, send up food stand, selling food. And I remember a Sunday now we're cleaning. It's like 1 a.m. We're cleaning pots and pans in the garage. It's an industrial kitchen in this garage. We're cleaning pots and pans. I'm exhausted. He's exhausted. And I told my dad, I said, I'm, said, I'm like, dad, when I graduate and later on when, when I'm older, I'm going to find a way to build a life and make the money I want by using my brain. I don't want to stand on my feet all day behind a 150 degree stove in the 100 degree weather outside, cooking chicken and slinging noodles anymore. I'm going to find a way. So all the experiences as a child growing up in the environment forced me to realize there's something greater out there. I can go accomplish it. It won't be easy, but it'll be worth it. Now, that fear of failure still drives me even to the day because you never know, right? And at the end of the day, if you have that fear of failure in your life driving you, you have two choices. You accept it or you take action. I just chose to take action. Mm. Could you share a time in your professional life, Marcus, maybe when you did fail? Maybe you screwed up a big presentation. Whatever it was, it's less about what you screwed up and more about how you persevered and the lesson that you learned in the process. Totally. So now, I don't necessarily see it as uh, screwing up, right? But you learn from every experience. And I remember, so I just left my great enterprise career, lost success. Everyone's like, why are you making this move? It's scary. Made this big jump to this new company, which I was really excited about, right? And within six months, now I was having success, which is totally fine. But within six months, though, my boss quit. My boss's boss quit. My boss's boss's boss quit. So the VP director, multiple directors quit, and my sales manager quit. All within the first, within a couple of weeks after six months, I was there. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, this is a sinking ship. Like, what have I got myself into? I have made a terrible decision. <laughs> like, oh no, like, oh my, everyone was right. Like, I got sold into this job. Right. I'm like, oh, this is not what I expected. Because part of the reason I went there was for the leadership. They knew my background at least. Like I was like supposed to be like fast track to be their next leader and do all these things. And now I'm like, this is gone. So at that point I had a decision to make. I wasn't gonna go back though. I knew I wasn't gonna keep moving forward. 
So I kept performing. And then when the new VP got placed into, into his role, I'm like, I'm going to position myself as the obvious choice. And it wasn't easy, right? And I was interviewing up against multiple people that had way more experience, longer track with the company. I'm like, how can I show him, even though I've been here for six to seven months, that I'm the best fit? So I outprepared everyone and positioned my argument to be so persuasive that I was the obvious choice for that role. I didn't find exactly what he would need to have because it turned out the team I was on was the worst team in the company. I had all the skills to do exactly what he would do, was take this team, staff it, recruit, and train them to be superstars. And I showed proof and I established, I even got the ex-VP, the ex-director and ex-salesman to write me recommendation letters <laughs> to give to the new VP. I mean, so I best positioned myself to win as a result. So at the end of the day, and I ended up getting win the interview, got the job, et cetera, which is cool, right? But it's positioning myself to be the obvious choice for that. And what do you think the lesson is, the takeaway from that? So the lesson's pretty simple. Sometimes when you are faced with an obstacle or adversity like that, it's a huge opportunity for you to show up. And usually it's in the darkest moments in your lives where you need to show up the most. And at that point, you can curl up in a ball and cry, which I did for a little bit. But then after that, now what? Go take action. That's all I did. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.